Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. In today's podcast episode, we're visiting Kilkenny. If you've already decided to visit Kilkenny, or if today's episode inspires you to add this incredible location to your Ireland vacation, I have two free itineraries you may want to grab, Seven Castles in Seven Days and the two-week road trip. You can find these at irelandfamilyvacations.com forward slash plan. So like I said, today we're visiting Kilkenny and my guest is James Cavanaugh, the owner of Hurling Tours Ireland, uh, located there in Kilkenny City. So James, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello Jody. Yes, no bothers at all. I hope everyone's keeping well today. Well, I can say that it's a beautiful day here in my part of the United States, so I hope that the sun has been shining all day for you as well. Yeah, well, it's Ireland, so it's every kind of weather, but today it's been okay. It's been okay so far. Half an hour's time, it might be raining, though. Very true, very true. So today we're going to talk about hurling, which is a really exciting topic because it's a really ancient sport. So can you tell us a little bit about hurling? Yeah, yeah, no bother. It's as old as it gets. It's an outdoor team field sport game of ancient Gaelic like origin and has been played for over 3,000 years, so it's older than everybody. <laughs> In fact, hurling is older than the recorded history of Ireland and is taught to predate Christianity and is even referenced in the Brittany Laws as far back as 1272 BC. Now, the first mention of it in Irish history was from the great Irish warrior called Cú Cullen. And uh, the story goes, he was attacked by a dog outside his uncle's palace and he poked, so poked his hit, and he hit the slitter down, slitter is the Irish ball, and he hit the slitter down the dog's throat to survive the attack. So that was the first mention of it. It was outlawed by the Normans then in the 12th century. It survived and it even flourished up to the early 19th century. The Great Irish Famine of 1846 to 1849 nearly wiped out hurling altogether, but it's dead gone. And the GAA then, so it's the GAA is called the Gaelic Athletic Association. And there's three tiers under that. It's hurling is the main one and camogie. So camogie is the female version of hurling. It's another Irish word. It's the same game, uh, same rules, same everything. And you don't want to mess with the women either. And there's Gaelic <laughs> football then as well. So Gaelic football is the Irish version of rugby and American football and soccer. The first All-Ireland, as I said, the GA was founded in 1884. The first All-Ireland uh, between all the counties in Ireland was in 1887. And Kilkenny won their first All-Ireland in 1904, and our last one was won in 2015. So Kilkenny is the home of Hurling. We have uh, 36 All-Irelands so far, and hopefully that will get a few more in the next few years. So if any of the guests are very good, and they might have to stay and help us win another one. <laughs> so Hurling is actually called the fastest game on grass. Yes. Which is I mean it just invokes images for sure but can you tell us how the game is played and what makes it so different from other field sports are there any is there anything really to compare it to as far as sporting goes yeah well hurling is kind of a it's a mixture of every sport in the world it's combined into one and you get hurling so it's a mixture of american football hockey lacrosse golf soccer put them all into the one and you get hurling so it's played on grass. It's 15 against 15. So there's one goalkeeper, there's six defenders, and there's two midfielders, and there's six forwards. 
So the aim of it is like every other game is to score. So it's three points for a goal. That's P-O-I-N-T, not P-I-N-T. <laughs> and it's one point if you put it over the post. So a typical score in a game would be three goals and 20 points. So that would be a 29 points to a one goal and 20 points. So one goal and 20 would be 23. So that's what makes it very fast and exciting as well because there's a score every 30 seconds. Like every minute there's a score. There's one referee. He runs up and down the field like a lunatic uh, trying to keep order. But for the bigger matches, then there's umpires and there's uh, and there's linesmen as well, and they're all earpieced in as well. If you do happen to score a goal, there's no time for big, like prima donna style celebrations, like Ronaldo and Messi and running into the crowd and kissing each other, because the goalie will have four or five slitters. So the ball is called a slitter. It's very similar to a baseball, and he will puck, and the first time or anyone scores, and he will puck the ball a hundred meters down the field again, and the game starts up, which makes it very fast. The field itself is 135 metres long and 80 metres wide. So it's longer than American football or hockey or soccer field like. It's very fast. Hurling and camogie, it's the same game. It's 35 minutes aside at the top level. Obviously, there's like lower levels as well. It's very intense. Obviously, there's yellow cards and red cards, but most time all of them are not needed. And if you've seen it live, like it wouldn't take you long to realise like why it's regarded as the fastest field game in the world. That's just, I mean, it just the back and forth of it in such a large field and the one umpire just running up and down, just he's got to be even more fit than the players. And those players I know are super fit because so you have in hurling, you have it's not a bat, but it's, no, it's called a hurl or a hurley. It all depends what part of Ireland you're in. The hurl itself, it's like a hockey stick, except just at the bottom. It's larger at the bottom because the game is played like so fast and like to control the ball. But up to 50 or 100 years ago, the hurls were very like uh, hockey sticks. But as the game has got faster and faster, the, or the, and the hurl itself, like the shape of the hurl at the bottom has got bigger just to control the ball then as well. And the ball itself is called a slitter. So as I said, it's like a baseball, just a bit lighter than a baseball. And every player like has to wear a helmet in as well. All the hurls are made from ash. We're even running out of ash at the moment in Ireland. We're getting it imported from Lithuania. And in some cases, they're starting to make the hurls like from bamboo now at the moment. So the bamboo is a stronger version. But 99% are still made from ash. And that's what the Irish or the hurling term comes, clash of the ash. And that's what that means as well. So is it a game where, I mean, I know there's running. I know you hit the slitter. Do you carry it as well? Is it a lot of different movements that you can do with that? Can you run with it on there? I know they'll like have it kind of toss up and hit it down the field. So what kind of moves are we talking when you're getting downfield? Yeah, yeah. So the quickest way to get down the field, obviously, is to hit the ball. So is to hit out of your hands or the ball can travel very far. Like it can travel three quarter length of the field. People can score anywhere from halfway. They can put the ball over the bar. But most times... Like there's someone going to be beside you ready to block you down or ready to hook you. So you won't be able to hit the ball. So you have to do sole running, which would be the equivalent of the egg and spoon race. So you put <laughs> the ball on the hurl and you hit a no chewing gum or super glue allowed and you start solo <laughs> running. So like you start running with the ball on your hurl and you try and get as far as you can. But obviously someone will come in to give you a shoulder to block you down or something. And you can't throw the ball in hurling and camogie. So you hand pass the ball onto your teammate that's kind of running beside you. 
and that moves the ball down the field and that gets it further and further down the field. And eventually then, if you get into a bit of space, you can hit it out of your hand or on the ground. So it'll travel as far on the ground if you get a good puck. So puck is hit on the ground as in the air. So like you're moving the ball down forward or farther down the field. And as the game ebbs and flows up and down the field so fast, everyone kind of stays in their own positions. So it's not like rugby or American football where everyone is running like towards the ball or after the ball. Everyone stays in their own positions because it's it's up, down, it's here, it's down the other end. Two seconds later, it's down the other end. So it's very, even for spectators, it's very exciting to watch. It's up and down and it's ebbing and flowing constantly. Now, I know that just hearing that leaves me a little perplexed about how it all happens. But if people visit Kilkenny, which we have already said is the real home of hurling, they have more All-Irelands than any other county. Am I correct in that? Yes, yes. Oh, very correct. Yeah. So Kilkenny has so- 36 All-Irelands. So a visit to Kilkenny, they can actually get hands on and try hurling. And that's where you come in because you started Hurling Tours Ireland in 2018. That's correct. So can you tell us a little bit about what you offer and how people can experience hurling themselves? So, yeah, I started, I was working when I was in school and I was a tour guide in Kilkenny Castle. And a lot of the students like would come out at lunchtime and they would be hitting the ball to each other like during the breaks and during after school. And the tourists used to be amazed at this game. So they would obviously come over and ask because I was working there and what this game was. So after a few years then when I left school then or the idea came back that there was an opening for like to show the tourists and to explain the tourists in a tour uh, what about Ireland's national game, the ancient game of hurling. So I started up at Hurling Tours Ireland in 2018. We have two locations. So our first location is five minutes from Kilkenny Castle. So it's very close to the like city centre. And it's done in O'Loughlin Gales GA Club. So it's a proper pitch, proper dressing rooms. People get to see the real deal. So like they travel in on their bus or their car. We meet them then like with a hurl. When they get off the bus or the car, a few people are a bit say like wondering what's going on when they see the hurls and that but eventually like that they're here to like play hurling so and try hurling so like we bring them into the dressing room then so they get the feel of a local dressing room where all the action takes place before the match and people getting togged out and all that so we bring them in there and we do a presentation in the dressing room and like we delve into the history of hurling and what hurling's all about how to play hurling and or where hurling is played and is played internationally as well and once they're up to date on the basics of it, then we bring them out onto the adjoining field, which is just beside us. And we show them, like, firsthand the skills of hurling, like how to hit the ball on the ground, how to rise the ball, how to hit the ball out of hand, the solar running part. Then we do kind of mini game or mini drills. All depends on the group itself. We can go as slow or as fast as we can. And then we finish off to put their practice into theory or their theory into practice. They get a few shots on the goalkeeper. I'm normally the goalkeeper. <laughs> so, and there's always there's ample opportunities to take pictures throughout the, the tour as well then to bring back home to hopefully spread the, and the hurling gospel like when they get back to America. So that's our first one. And our second one then is done in my own bar. It's 15 minutes from Kilkenny itself. And 15 minutes to the Rocket Cashel on the other side. And this 
like we do the same again. I do the presentation like in the bar on arrival, like in the lounge. And like we do the same presentation and then we bring them out to the like the hurling field, like the local hurling field, which is just straight beside the bar. And we do the same thing again, hitting the ball on the ground, uh, rising the ball. I show them all the skills that every hurler from five years of age all the way up to the top level do every day, except a different pace. And eventually, like uh, by the end of the tour, like most of them are up to the same pace anyway. So and they get plenty of pictures opportunities. Then if they want, they can come back to the bar and maybe have a drink, pull their own pints or get something to eat and just relax after the tour. So there are two types of tours. They're enjoyed by all from any age group, from like we've had kids as young as four, five, like with their parents, just out on the field, just enjoying themselves, all the way up to grandparents and everything from like 70, 80 year olds who are trying hurling for the first time and enjoyed by all as well. So it's for every age group as well. And it's enjoyed as well by because it's Ireland's national sport and it's great to see it. Every famous person that comes to Ireland is given a hurl as well. So like they're in good company when they come. Excellent. So there really are no physical requirements or limitations. They just have to have a little bit of ability to get out on the field, but they don't have to be running or big no, 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 there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no running actually involved. There's no running involved. So it's all... It's kind of all done at walking pace as well. If they want to run with the ball, they can certainly run with the ball, but it's for every like ability then as well. And like you don't have to be athletic. Obviously, I can go as slow as I want with them or I can pick up the pace like if they want then as well. Like It's for every age. It's for every person. Terrific. Terrific. So if somebody wants to add this to their itinerary, about how long does a hurling session, um, how long should they plan? For that yeah so it's approximately between an hour and a half to like two hours so it'll be all done in the two hours so like roughly between an hour and a half and two hours unless you stay for a pint and then unless you stay for a pint <laughs> then the time is up to yourself <laughs> that sounds great. and that pint is p-i-n-t <laughs> <laughs> So how can people book into this really exciting experience and where is the best place for them to get more information about Hurling Tours Ireland? Yeah, so if to go into our website, it's www.hurlingtoursireland.ie or if they want to send like an email to info, I-N-F-O, info at hurlingtoursireland.ie and we will respond as well. Terrific. So you can book on either one of those as well, or you can book on the website then as well. And any social media they should check out to get a little bit more? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So on Instagram as well, Instagram at hurlingtoursireland.ie and Facebook and Twitter as well. Terrific. And my listeners know that all they have to do is click through to the show notes to get that information. So I will make sure to have it right here in the podcast show notes. So... We've talked about Kilkenny just a wee bit, and it is just a terrific county and city within the county to visit. So if somebody was planning to add Kilkenny to their itinerary, what are three things that you shouldn't miss when you're visiting? You're going to need a car to reach some of these recommended destinations. And I'm excited to share that my listeners receive an exclusive 10% discount from Irish Car Rentals. All you have to do is visit IrelandFamilyVacations.com forward slash ICR 
and that will take you directly to the booking page and my exclusive 10% discount. Again, that's irelandfamilyvacations.com forward slash I-C-R. Now, let's hear about these recommended destinations. Yeah, first, yeah, uh, Kilkenny Castle. It's in the middle of Kilkenny. It stands out. Like when you arrive into Kilkenny, it's there in front of you. Like you can't miss it. So our few buildings in Ireland can boast a longer history of continuous occupation than Kilkenny Castle. It was founded soon after the Norman uh, conquest of Ireland. The castle has been rebuilt, extended and adopted to suit changing circumstances and periods over 800 years. And today Kilkenny Castle is open to visitors all year round and is largely a Victorian remodel of the 13th century, a defensive castle. So it's very big and it's actually unbelievable to even look at. People come to see the Grand Country House and walk through its 50 acres of rolling parkland, like with mature trees, so there's plenty of space for kids to run around as well. Or there's a playground on site in as well. So it's absolutely beautiful. I would recommend Kilkenny Castle after working there as well. Definitely. And you know what I tell people is it's one of those, of all the castles in Ireland, I think Kilkenny most embodies kind of that fairy tale castle feel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's Kilkenny, yeah, it's a real, real castle. Like, you know, it's a real feel of the castle. You can do the tour of the castle in itself. That takes around up to, I think, 60 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even to walk around the gardens, the gardens are massive. So yeah. it's very worthwhile doing, like if you're in Kilkenny. Couple other suggestions? Even our Kittler's in for something to eat. So our Kittler's is famous in Kilkenny. It dates back as far as our 1324. Mm-hmm. It was first established by the notorious Dame Alice the Kittler in the 13th century. The inn has welcomed visitors and provided them with good food and drink all over the years. It's very fast service as well, so there's no delay in Kittler's. Today, its new menu also has the same proper tradition of Irish cooking that like they've done for years and years and years. So it was founded after Alice the Kittler in 1280. She was born in Kittler's to uh, well-to-be Norman parents. And 44 years later, she she fled to England to escape being burnt as a witch. And she married four times then in England. And four of her husbands all died in very mysterious circumstances. And she escaped each time. So it's all about Alistair Kittler. And there's plenty more information about it, uh, like if people visit then as well. And there's even tour about Alistair Kittler in Kittler's itself. Like It's a great place to eat. And the history is amazing there, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And the other place for a place to stay, especially for families, is New Park Hotel. So it's kind of five minutes walk like from Kilkenny Castle as well. So it's very focused like on families as well. It has a treetop adventure playground with zip line. It has an amazing New Park Ferry Trial. It has the New Park Adventure or Fen. It's a 2.5 mile all around a nature walk, which is great to get the kids asleep as well. <laughs> It has a mini farm with lots of fun and exciting animals, so it's great to watch as well. They have a, a zone, they have a doors game, a games room, they have wobblers and toddlers, soft playroom. And now, just lately, they have a new big like dinosaur park out there with kind of big massive dinosaurs that are breed like imitation fire and all that. But all the kids do be awestruck at them. It's called Jurassic New Park okay. Farm, so... It's amazing. Yeah, it's after really building on to like what it is already after going up another level as well. 
mm-hmm. and that's even worth just bringing them there and just walking around and looking at all the dinosaurs. Excellent. So I definitely recommend there as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Excellent suggestions. Well, James, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today for kind of walking us through hurling and giving us a place to go and give it a try ourselves. Thank you so much. Yes. No bother at all, Jolly. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Ireland's national sport and the fastest game in the world. And hopefully you'll get to try your hand at hurling in the capital of hurling of Kilkenny. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, leave a review on the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page, or take a screenshot on your mobile device, pop it into Instagram, and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations with a few kind words. If you have questions or comments, you can always email me, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at irelandfamilyvacations.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Slanga Fall.